all my life, I've always wanted to help people. Fast forward 40 plus years on this planet and I'm running the holistic clinic of my dreams. I founded the supplement company of my dreams and I'm stepping into each day like it's a dream. Now, I get to help even more people through this podcast and I want you to have the tools to feel your best, to optimize, to figure out what's going wrong and how to course correct. I believe in you so much. Knowledge is power, and we're going to transform your life together. School of Doza is in session. Let's do this. Hello to the best community in the world. I am so, so grateful for you guys. The fact that you listen and support this podcast week after week just it means so much to me and I want you to know that whenever I sit down to write out these notes before recording I am picturing and thinking of you I'm picturing you getting better I'm picturing you feeling better I'm picturing you walking away and feeling empowered why why do I care so much because I believe in you I believe in people I wouldn't be sharing all these things with you if I didn't think you could run with it and truly change your life and I wouldn't be telling you these things if I didn't think it could help you but you're in the driver's seat and I commend you for pulling up here today. If you're not subscribed to the newsletter, please do so at mswlounge.com so you can start sending in your personal questions. We read all of them. And they could be a full paragraph long. Uh, we'll select three for each newsletter. Any fun announcements will also be in there. So please check out the community newsletter and you will be the first to know on any new advice and tips. So please go to mswlounge.com to sign up. And second, if you like to watch these podcasts, you can do so on our YouTube channel. Simply search Nurse Doza and it will pop up. Today's episode is all about lifestyle changes you need to make if you have an autoimmune disease. A lot of doctors are just going to tell you it is what it is and they'll probably just send you on your way. They might even prescribe you something for it that may or may not help. And I want you to know that there are other things out there that you can do. So this podcast is meant to be an encouragement and a message for you and maybe get a little bit of hope that there are things out there you can do if you're dealing with an autoimmune disorder. And for those people who want to know, I personally have one and uh, I will share that in this podcast as well of kind of the things that I've done that's helped. But uh, let's talk about this. Let's get into it. Let's start implementing. That's the plan. So if you're ready for it, get your notebook out because class is in session. An autoimmune disease is a condition characterized by an immune response that is inappropriately targeting its own healthy organs. And the reason I open with this is because I wanted to emphasize organs because we know that an autoimmune disorder involves an immune response that is not optimal. Most of the times with the autoimmune disorder, people have a compromised immune system. But I want you to understand that if you have a compromised immune system, you are going to directly have your organs be affected because of the autoimmune disorder. Now, keep in mind, there's almost a hundred, if not more than a hundred different autoimmune disorders out there. So there's numerous ones that could affect these numerous organs and these vital organs that we have in our body. And we have to live with these things for our whole life. So Keep in mind that although this might be something that you will deal with, especially down the road, it doesn't mean that you can't manage it well. Because there's many people out there, including myself, 
who have more than one autoimmune disorder. I have personally lived with at least two that I know of and tested for, for at least 20 years of my life. And I have managed it very well to where I do have little flare ups every now and then, but it's nothing like it used to be. And it's nothing like it was. And I'm telling you, I'm a case study, uh, just walking case study within itself. But according to the NIH, autoimmune disorders affect over 20 million people in the United States, which means you or someone you know is dealing with an autoimmune disorder right now, which means you're dealing with something that is going to affect you and your health in the long run. So if you think about what you can do to help you with your autoimmune disorder, the first lifestyle change I want you to make is I want you to find a community that's gonna support you in this journey. Kind of surprising that I let off with that, right? I believe that people get better when they're in an environment that supports their good mental, emotional well-being. And look at your community right now. And for people who have an autoimmune disorder, I want you to particularly pay attention to this. There are tons of studies and these studies say that things like PTSD are directly developed from a local environment and stimulus, which means that you've heard of PTSD, you've heard of depression. You imagine depression and PTSD are probably found in a lot of autoimmune disorders because when you're dealing with something like an autoimmune disorder, a lot of times there's no advice, there's no follow-up given from the practitioner who diagnosed the patient with an autoimmune disorder. And first and foremost, you are not sick if you have an autoimmune disorder. They might tell you that you're sick, you are not sick. You are dealing with something in your body that you're fighting and you're battling and we're here to give you more information and power to win that battle because you can. The human body is incredible and medications aren't gonna fix the problem. I'm telling you right now, because when I was in practice years ago, I was referring people the traditional way to things like rheumatology. When I would send people who have autoimmune disorders to rheumatology, they came back screwed up. And they were on medications that may or may not have solved the problem, but there was medications that they were gonna have to take for the rest of their life that would hopefully manage it decently enough to where it wouldn't get a lot worse. So yes, you see how it can look and how it can turn out, but every time that I talk to these people about the medications they were on, I'd ask them about their diet and I'd ask them about their lifestyle. And you and I both know it could always improve, but you have to imagine it came down to who was driving them to these visits, who was at home with them, cooking them their meals or giving them their medications and making sure they followed with their doctor's appointments because you can be so discouraged with an autoimmune disorder like lupus or rheumatoid arthritis that basically turns your knuckles into calcified bricks and you're not able to use these hands. You know, with lupus, you're in pain all the time. I used to see people with MS all the time, multiple sclerosis. They were in pain and they were tired all the time. They had had really hard time thinking. So you imagine you couldn't just give them a pain medication. You couldn't just give them steroids their whole life. Things like psoriatic arthritis, these things are not going away. But what you can tell them is say, hey, guess what? I want you to find someone, something, church, yoga class, your outdoor you know, backyard, some environment that's going to support you in this journey. Because when a community supports you and puts you first, 
that's when the journey starts. And that's when you can truly start regenerating, truly start healing, start fixing the issue. So you imagine if a person who has an autoimmune disorder, all their community is is doctor's appointments and visits and the hospital. That's not the most optimistic community you have to imagine because I saw that. I'm going back to it right now in my head because here's my own personal journey. When I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder, I had a positive ANA. It's a blood test that if you have gotten done before, you know this, it's a positive or a negative. And then if it's positive, it has a ratio to it. And from that ratio, you can determine how bad your autoimmune disorder is right now and what you need to do about it. Well, the next step after that ANA, which is a very common test ordered, you then go to the rheumatologist and the rheumatologist or pathologist or hematologist will then order more blood work to figure out exactly what autoimmune disorder you have. So all this testing, appointments, specialists, referrals, all these things, and guess what the underlying issue is? They have inflammation. And what's fascinating is I have studies here that show that inflammation can come from your community, the people you live with, the people you surround yourself with, the negative thoughts you have because of the people in your life, the toxic environment, so forth. No person with an autoimmune disorder is gonna get better if they live in a toxic environment, if they're around toxic people. You have to cut out toxic people, toxic things in your life in order to help your autoimmune disorder. That's why I said a medication is not going to fix it because if I give you a pain pill or an anti-inflammatory agent and you go right back to an abusive relationship that you've been in for 10 years, you are not going to get better. Let's just be honest. If you go and have an autoimmune disorder, you can't go hang out with your friends who are still drinking at the bar or eating the fast food because that's not good for your arthritis. That's not good for your autoimmune disorder, like even celiac, Crohn's, right? You can't deal with these autoimmune disorders if the people around you don't care about you. So that's why I said, number one, for your first lifestyle change, go find a community that supports you in your journey to help you battle your autoimmune disorder. And if you don't know where to start, start with us. You can always come to us, you can talk to us, you can ask us, just, just show that you need help and people will come to you, right? An environment will show up that says, we're here to help you because people like me, we've done it too and we wanna show you what it's like to do it for yourself as well. The second lifestyle change that you can make if you have an autoimmune disorder is to get better sleep. Sleep is the most important thing you could ever do for your health, especially for your body. Let's rephrase that. Sleep is the most important thing you could ever do for your body. You will not function well if you don't have sleep. If you have an autoimmune disorder, you have sleep issues. Let's just be honest. The studies have shown that sleep disorders and autoimmune disorders go hand in hand. In multiple sclerosis, sleep disorders are more common than in the general population by up to 40% more. That's incredible. And in general, sleep disorders are more common in MS in women than in men. And this is something that we really don't talk about, especially I wasn't trained in this in practice. I was trained in autoimmune disorders and what to do from the very traditional standpoint. But like I said, if they, a person with MS is having sleep disorders, I am not taking care of their sleep disorders, right? I'm sending them to the sleep doctor. I'm sending them to the neurologist. Well, what's interesting about MS is MS is an autoimmune disorder. It is a demyelination, a tethering, a basically a, a falling apart of your brain neurons and, and your nerves. 
and it's like your brain's just slowly dwindling away, dwindling away. And so I, I remember I had at least two or three MS patients that I was taking care of in the traditional setting I used to be in before all of this. And I remember having conversations with them. It was like a death sentence to them. I had people who were on multiple motor medications for years who complained about sleep disorders and going to the bathroom was a, a, an issue and they were always anxious. They were depressed all the time. This is a person with MS. And the doctors and the practitioners were just like, you know what, I just, that's it. That's just what happens. And it was discouraging even to me in that practice. And so what I had to do is I had to get out of that world. This is my own personal story dealing with chronic autoimmune disorders, being diagnosed around the same time with a chronic uh, you know, autoimmune disorder, and then dealing with patients who had chronic autoimmune disorders. And what's funny was that I was making diet changes. I was trying to find a community to help me support with my inflammation. Mine was gout that was I had at the time. I, I had other stuff going on, but I had gout was the main one. And I was like probably 30 like something, I have gout, right? And I'm thinking like, well, I don't wanna be on medications. I don't wanna to go to the rheumatologist and be on steroids my whole life and pain meds, I, I, what can I do? So I started changing my diet. I started working on my diet. This is when I truly started getting into health and wellness is when I got gout because when I was in practice treating MS patients and autoimmune patients and pain patients, I myself had gout, which is one of the most horrific, painful experiences I've ever had. And all the things that I did to the traditional standpoint didn't help. And everything I did from the alternative holistic standpoint is what got me to the point where I don't have gout anymore today. So people who have gout medications, it's an autoimmune disorder that you created, that your body wasn't able to metabolize the things you were putting in your body, like mine, my, mine happened, and then you had to figure out a way to metabolize and break all that stuff down. Like uric acid is elevated in, in gout, uric acid is a byproduct of protein. I was eating too much protein bars and protein shakes, and I was too dehydrated, and my body metabolized the protein into high amounts of uric acid that somehow fed and wound up in my toes, and I woke up one day with the most inflammatory redness pain like an elephant was stomping on my foot to where I could not walk for a week. I was on crutches. I'm 30-something years old. I'm on crutches, and I didn't have a car accident. I didn't have a sports injury. It was a high-protein dehydration diet that led me to getting gout at age 34 or whatever it was. And so here I am dealing with the gout. I'm changing my diet. I'm changing my lifestyle. I'm changing out the people who I hang out with because obviously, you know, the people who told me protein was good for me, I shouldn't be listening to them. And I'm thinking like, God bless, maybe this would help my patients with MS. And it's funny because if you have MS, it is very possible that you have had some kind of change in your lifestyle already. But when I started practicing on the side holistic natural medicine outside of the traditional setting I was in, I met people who had reversed their MS through lifestyle changes. And it was fascinating because I had wondered this in traditional practice. Can anyone reverse an autoimmune disorder? Can anyone put in remission? Hey everyone, have you ever wanted to drink your multivitamins? Well, the great news is that we have something just for you. It's called Boost. And I've had one of these every day for the last seven years, and I stopped drinking coffee years ago. Boost is a great way to get natural energy. There's electrolytes, there's amino acids, and tons of B vitamins in there, and it comes in a travel convenient to go packet. Each box comes with 30 servings for a month's long worth of energy. Go to idovitamins.com forward slash boost. Use code Nurse Doza for a great discount. The answer is yes but you have to do all these steps. And I asked 
two different individuals who had both reversed their MS who told me to my face they have the MRIs and the lab work to prove that they reversed their MS. And I'm telling you right now, you go talk to traditional neurologists and everything, they're going to say that's not possible. I'm going to say it's possible because if you go talk to them today, they do not look and sound or talk like the people who I saw in practice 10 years ago. The ones who were on all the medications and MS just slowly waiting to die. And I was like, wait, what's the difference? Are they these other people on different medications? No. The people who kind of managed the MS and reversed it, they completely changed their lifestyle. It had nothing to do with the medications. And one of the people in particular, this person went vegan. To reverse their MS, this person went vegan. And it reversed it. And they measured the MRI year after year, and they measured their blood work year after year, and they saw changes, positive changes. And by all accounts, whenever this person does go back to the doctor and they check out you know, their appointments, check in with their neurologist, it's a very, very brief discussion. Almost like, keep doing what you're doing, it looks great. And then they go about their business. And you imagine you say, well, that's almost impossible, is it? No, it's not. This happens every day. I meet people every single day, like myself, who reverse and manage autoimmune disorders and know that it's not completely going to go away. So I have to keep this lifestyle up, like our vegan friend who continues to be vegan to this day and is a big advocate for plant-based diets because it basically saved his life. When no other doctor or practitioner had an answer or a medication for their MS, they said, we can't help you. Go find out what else you can do. This person said, I'm going to go work on my diet. And then the next thing this person told me, he says, then it was my sleep. So it goes back to number two. If you have sleep issues, your MS is not going to get better. In fact, it gets worse. If you have rheumatoid arthritis, work on your sleep. If you have lupus, we need to work on our sleep. You're going to say, well, how can I do all this? I'm like, you're right. There's not a magic pill. There's not a magic pill for sleep. Ambien is not going to help. Because I would see tons of people on autoimmune disorders with Ambien, this controlled substance that turned into a zombie at night, and it didn't fix their problems. It made it worse. There's no replacement for healthy sleep. If you continue these research articles that we show you here, it says there is a bidirectional relationship between sleep and autoimmune disorders. So if you have an autoimmune disorder, you have sleep issues. I'm just guessing. So work on the sleep to help the autoimmune disorders. And the third lifestyle change that you can make that you could help with your autoimmune disorder is now the diet. And we're coming to it now. So we started with community. Okay. Now we're working on our sleep. Okay. And there's a whole podcast episode we have on the School of Doza podcast about sleep and optimizing sleep. Go listen to it. But when it comes to diet and a diet for your autoimmune disorder, there is and are diets out there. They're called anti-inflammatory diets. One of the most popular diets out there for autoimmune disorders is something called the FODMAP diet, which you may or may not research about or had a practitioner tell you about. But the FODMAP diet stands for fermentable, oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides, and polyols, simply the acronym FODMAP. And these are short chain carbohydrates or sugars that basically have, we have a hard time digesting. Some people experience direct digestive distress once they consume these foods and it leads to things like cramping and diarrhea constipation bloating and even gas okay well yes this sounds like digestive issues now and if for anyone with autoimmune disorders disorders like crohn's or colitis or even irritable bowel syndrome you know about the fodmap diet and if you haven't heard about it here you go 
Eliminate foods in your diet that you think might be causing inflammation anywhere in your body, including your digestive tract. Because what people with autoimmune disorders don't understand is that sometimes your digestive tract is inflamed at the same time you're dealing with rheumatoid arthritis or lupus or maybe even MS. Because keep in mind, it's all connected. You cannot heal your autoimmune issues or help put them in remission if your digestive tract is messed up. And if your digestive tract is messed up, the good news is that you can reset your digestive tract and make it healthy once again. And for the people with Crohn's and colitis, celiac disease, irritable bowel, leaky gut, call it whatever you want, I have seen all of them be helped and, and, and benefit from a anti-inflammatory diet. And in fact, a lot of the cases have regenerated to the point where they didn't need to have surgery or maybe they were off some of their medications. It's possible. Now, granted, if you have to have surgery and you remove part of your colon, it's a little bit harder to kind of recuperate after surgery. But if you try to do everything you can to avoid it, here's what I'm going to tell you. You can heal your gut. And if you heal your gut, you have a really, really good chance of healing your autoimmune disorder. And if you don't know how to heal your gut, guess what? We have another podcast for you all about gut food and what to take for the guts and how to help healthy poops and reset your digestive tract. So please go listen to that. But if you want to start today on an elimination diet, this is what you can do. Like I said, the FODMAP diet is one diet. I mean, here the link it's promoted by John Hopkins, but I simply like an anti-inflammatory elimination diet approach. And this is what you do. You have two ingredients on your plate. And if you don't know what ingredients are good for you, minimize the amount of ingredients going into your food. So for example, if you go and get something that's microwavable, how many ingredients are on the back of that food? 20 ingredients, things I can't pronounce. Imagine the two ingredients on your plate are an avocado and a piece of beef, okay? Now, if you eat the piece of beef and you eat the avocado and you're not bloated, you don't have gas, you don't have constipation, you're able to poop afterwards, then guess what? That is an anti-inflammatory elimination diet meal that you can continue and have at your next meal and the meal after that. And the meal after that, because guess what? You figured out two ingredients that are you can metabolize and digest well, and you don't have inflammation or bloating directly from that. So then I say we have a starting point. We have a foundation for an autoimmune disease diet, right? And here's what's fascinating. There are diets out there that are modifications of this, so make your own diet. But imagine we go back to the two ingredients. We have the beef and we have the avocado. Now I'm going to add in broccoli. Oh wait, I had bloating with that. Ooh, the broccoli didn't agree with me. I'm gonna cut out the broccoli, but I'm still good with the avocado and beef. Maybe I'm gonna add in garlic. Okay, garlic I was okay with, but I added in, you know, maybe berries and I bloated up. You know, so I'm saying like you you have to pay attention to what you're doing and how you feel afterwards. But elimination diet is easy. Anyone can do it, and if you add in one ingredient at a time, you will know exactly what it's doing to your body. So for example, with my gout. If I consume too much protein, the wrong kind of processed protein, which protein shakes are, then I check my knuckles. I check to see if my ring can come off my finger very easily, which it can. Now, a person with gout or an autoimmune disorder, like I was diagnosed with 14 years ago, would have a lot of difficult time removing a ring finger very easily. But if I'm bloated all the time, I'm not gonna be able to do that. If I have less inflammation in my body, the, the, thing, the ring comes off my finger very easily. And the same goes for my toes. If my toes are swollen, my, my feet are swollen, I'm inflamed. If my belly's swollen, I'm inflamed, right? 
put it this way, when I did elimination diet years ago, because we started talking about this all kinds of our clients, everyone was very, they were benefiting from doing an anti-inflammatory lifestyle, regardless of whether autoimmune disorder they had. But when I started doing it for myself, I cut out tomatoes and almonds and my stomach got flat for the first time in my adult life. And I've been working on losing weight my whole life. I've lost 45 pounds and kept it off, but I never had a six pack until I did my own anti-inflammatory diet and removed tomatoes and almonds. And I had a six pack for the first time in my life. And I said, oh my gosh, I had inflammation, chronic inflammation in my digestive tract, maybe my fat cells too. And no one accounts for that. So like I said, regardless of whether you have an autoimmune disorder or not, imagine just doing an anti-inflammatory diet maybe once or twice a year just to reset your digestive tract. And when you introduce foods back into your diet, introduce foods that mesh well with your digestive tract and your body. And if they don't, maybe you're not ready for them yet. But that's a real, I mean, honestly, an anti-inflammatory diet is a non-negotiable for you if you have an autoimmune disorder. And honestly, I've seen diets alone, like that MS person before, simply change their whole autoimmune disorder by simply changing their diet. Eat real food when you're hungry, locally. The fourth lifestyle change you need to make if you have an autoimmune disorder is you need more sunlight. Most people sit indoors all day, and I'm very aware of the fact that I'm indoors right now, and you're probably indoors listening to this podcast as well. However, sunlight is a non-negotiable for anyone who has an autoimmune disorder. Studies have shown that vitamin D supplementation has a direct positive effect on several autoimmune disorders. I have a study here that says they analyzed over 130 different studies and found a correlation between vitamin D levels and autoimmune disorders. The analysis showed an inverse relationship between vitamin D and the development of several autoimmune disorders like lupus, Crohn's, colitis, RA, psoriatic, type 1 diabetes mellitus. The study is labeled vitamin D supplements lower risk of autoimmune disease. This is a published research article. And you imagine how much sunlight you get on a daily basis. And if you have an autoimmune disorder, there's even articles out there that show you that sunlight can actually aggravate and exacerbate and make your autoimmune disorder worse. Think about this. Sunlight is there for us. It was given to us. You, you were born needing sunlight. Okay, there's certain parts of the world and certain pigments that don't agree with sunlight. I get that, but you still need the benefits of the sunlight. So you got to get that sunlight frequency wavelength somehow. That's why I do infrared lights or I take vitamin D supplementation because vitamin D deficiency is one of the most common, if not the most common nutritional deficiency in the world. And I could make the direct case that your vitamin D levels are a direct reflection of your immune response. So if you're talking about an autoimmune disorder, you have a compromised immune system in theory. I say, let's go look at your labs and tell me what your vitamin D levels are. Yes, your ANA is positive. Mine was at one point, but my vitamin D levels were super low at that point. Okay, I was not taking vitamin D. And vitamin D supplementation is an easy fix. I mean, you, it's, it doesn't cost much. I mean, ours is the D. You should go look at it by MSW Nutrition. And it's like, what, 40 bucks or something, 50 bucks, and there's 120 pills in there. There's basically four months supply of sunlight in that bottle to get your vitamin D levels up. And we've seen it. We've tested that in our labs all the time. And 
when your vitamin D levels are higher, like say 50 to 70, your immune system's healthier. And I almost bet you, if you have an autoimmune disorder, and I say that quote unquote, because like I said, I have several, am I having flare-ups of gout right now? If my vitamin D is in a range of 60 to 70? No, my vitamin D levels are consistently at 90 to 100. And my gout is like non-existent. I can maybe feel it right now because I'm psychosomatically thinking about my left toe. But I can tell you this, when I eat too much meat, I can feel it in my toe. If I'm too dehydrated, I can feel it in my toe. If I eat the wrong kind of food, I can feel it in my knuckles. That's minor micro traumas to my chronic autoimmune disorder. And if I say, well, if I am what I eat, if I eat crappy food, I get gout. So here's what's fascinating. For my autoimmune disorder, I need several things. I need healthy food. I need, you know, make sure I get healthy sleep. But then I need to make sure I get healthy vitamin D because I may or may not get enough sunlight. But I know if I have an autoimmune disorder, my vitamin D levels should be optimal. So if you're not taking vitamin D right now, you need to take vitamin D3, about 2,000 to 5,000 units a day minimal with vitamin K2. Our supplement, the D, has vitamin K2 in it with 5,000 units of D3. You take one pill of that every other day, it works. Now, like I said, there's no magic bullet, but it's part of the bigger picture, right? And it brings us to our last, last tip. The fifth lifestyle change you need to make if you have an autoimmune disorder is you need to support your liver. And this is the secret ingredient here that maybe you didn't find on other blogs or other websites or when you have people talk about their autoimmune disorders. This is what I had to find out. My liver was a wreck when I was diagnosed with gout. My liver was a wreck. And I, to this day, even looking in, in this year, one in four U.S. adults have a fatty liver which meant me as a 34 year old male who, like I said, I wasn't too overweight. I was probably, my BMI was probably like, you know, 24, you know, I'm in shape. I'm running marathon. I'm not running marathons. I'm running five, six miles at a time. I'm lifting weights, right? I get gout. How in the world am I supposed to get gout? And I'm like, how did I get gout? Was it the protein? So I go back and I look at the protein. Well, where's protein processed? The liver. Yes, the protein that I had problem metabolizing was going through my liver and my liver was somehow not processing it well. Because guess what? The liver requires certain nutrients in order to function at its highest level possible. Protein shakes don't contain a lot of vitamin B9 and B6 unless they're fortified with it. And the protein shakes that I was consuming at the time did not have B vitamins in it. All it had was protein. And if you're like me, yes, we need protein for our muscles, but I'm not trying to be a bodybuilder. So I don't need 100 grams of protein. I don't need 200 grams of protein. But I was listening to blogs and watching people, and I was like, okay, they say two grams per pound, you know, all this stuff. So I tried that, and my liver couldn't handle it. I developed gout. So I'm like, great. Okay, so if I have gout, what do I do? I change my diet, change my sleep, change the people I hang out with, change my supplements. I'm taking vitamin D. I add one more supplement. N-acetylcysteine. I added NAC, N-acetylcysteine, the biggest liver detoxer, antioxidant our liver makes into my supplement regimen. And guess what? My inflammation in my joints started going down. I was blown away. With gout, you have pain. And just like most autoimmune disorders, you have inflammation, you have pain. Pain is a very common byproduct. It's not the only symptom going on, it's just that there's pain. Pain lets you know something's wrong. With autoimmune disorders, pain's always there. Like just talk to someone with lupus, it's chronic pain, so they're like taking chronic opioids. But it's masking the pain. 
if you're saying how do I get rid of the inflammation in my body that's basically causing me to have pain the liver is going to get rid of the pain because the liver is going to get rid of the inflammation that's causing you pain in your body and you imagine this if and when I was in the, in the medicational sense of prescribing meds all the time years ago they I, they would tell us you got to prescribe this for that you know you have uh, inflammation a steroid uh, meloxicam mobic you know uh, NSAID ibuprofen and I'm like okay so they just got to take that the rest of their life if they have gout if they have lupus and they're like yeah but sometimes a stronger dose that's pretty taxing on the liver to begin with and the kidneys so I'm just like okay well what if you give them N-acetylcysteine because I keep reading about it you know they say and according to they this is the Food and Drug Administration and the World Health Organization they both list it and recognize N-acetylcysteine as an essential drug which is fascinating because it's not a drug your liver makes it it's a it's a sulfur molecule that you make from the foods you eat and the B vitamins you consume and I found out genetically I don't make enough knack so if I supplement with it my liver works better and I can reduce the inflammation in my toes and I can reduce the pain caused being caused by my gout oh and by the way I'll change my diet and make sure I get enough sunlight and good sleep and good community yes I had to do all that but knack works NAC is one of the most powerful anti-inflammatory compounds out there and I have studies here that show that NAC has reduced levels of tumor necrosis factor and interleukin-6 two biomarkers typically found elevated in all autoimmune disorders even the worst of the worst have elevated TNF and interleukin-6 markers and guess what lowers them anti-acetylcysteine this is something you can buy over the counter and here's the thing anti-acetylcysteine can be administered orally intravenously even through inhalation in fact anti-acetylcysteine has been given to thin mucus for years it helps with respiratory disorders if you have an overdose off of Tylenol first you're gonna kill your liver but second if you go to the ER they're gonna give you an IV bag full of anti-acetylcysteine because anti-acetylcysteine is gonna save your liver and here's another thing if you have fatty liver disease you have an autoimmune disorder of your liver one in four US adults have an autoimmune disorder of their liver called fatty liver disease non-alcoholic fatty liver disease it was caused by your lifestyle and you imagine you say well, okay well what did my liver turn into if it turned to a fatty liver your fatty liver means you can't make any acetylcysteine I had a fatty liver when I had gout that was the underlying issue I was not going to get better with my gout until my liver was not fatty anymore from all the horrible protein and most likely all the stuff I consumed before that because like I said years ago I was still consuming fast food I was still consuming sodas on top of the protein and it's all going into my liver that couldn't handle it and it turned into gout for me could easily turn to diabetes as well that's another autoimmune disorder it eventually could turn into dementia that's another autoimmune disorder type 3 diabetes Alzheimer's that can be acquired through lifestyle and lack of sleep so you see what I'm getting at imagine if the solution is also the problem then I say okay I'm gonna cut out things in my diet that don't belong in my body I can't handle and then I'm gonna put things in that do belong like anti-acetylcysteine anti-acetylcysteine has shown to lower inflammatory markers it works and it's even helped improve cognition especially for people dealing with cognitive decline anti-acetylcysteine is anti-inflammatory and I love being able to say that now because it always has been and it always will be 
and it's something that you should be including in your daily regimen. It's one of the reasons why we have N-acetylcysteine in our liver love. Our liver love is one of the most incredible supplements because it has N-acetylcysteine in there. I was taking liver love years ago to help me with inflammation and pain. This is my personal journey. When I found liver love, and the reason why I talk about liver love so much, I was taking liver love years ago to help me with my gout. It helped me so much. I was taking turmeric, I was taking like milk thistle, I was taking knack, and I was like, well, I'm taking all this stuff, I want it in one pill, and I started thinking, like, why don't we make this in one pill? And so all the ingredients in liver love are as a combination of all the things that I was taking at one point, and that has worked for other people, and we said, whoa, this is the recipe. This is the recipe to help the liver function at its highest level possible. And what's the liver great at doing? Reducing inflammation. And who's that going to help? Everyone, especially people with autoimmune disorders who are dealing with chronic inflammation. You practice what you preach. I am, the reason why I'm so passionate right now is this, this podcast was produced for me. This was a journey of me and what I've done over the last 15 years of my life. And I am a case study to use as an example for yourself to tell you that you can do this. I am you. My story will be your story. You can do the same exact thing because we see it done every day. There's plenty of people out there that have taken their health into their own hands and, and it worked. They're healthier now. They're living long, vibrant lives and getting the most out of it. You just have to have a regimen. And so with the five tips that you have here, go listen again, go listen again, go share, go listen, try. Go buy liver love. If you want more an incentive, use code Nurse Doza. And you take one liver love a day, you're already helping your liver function better. And think about all the medications and the alcohol and the food, everything going through the liver. And if you have autoimmune issues, why wouldn't you support the liver? Sleep can reduce inflammation the same way the liver can. Why wouldn't you try to get better sleep? And there are ways to do it. Go back to our podcast to listen. Sunlight, take vitamin D if you can't go outside. You are what you eat, change your diet. And of course, the number one thing is you need to find a community that supports you. And if you don't know where to find it, you have us here. You have Nurse Doza and the MSW crew. We got you. I'm rooting for you. You can do this. I know you can. If you still need help, you know where to find us. I love y'all. Class is concluded. Keep working on your health.